It's time for the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. And now, your hosts, Rob Roberts and Shane. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week of the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. My name is Rob Roberts, and joining me, as always, is Shane. Hello. How are you doing, Shane? I just finished a quesadilla, so I'm pretty good. Was it so now you're you're full and, and ready to go? I'm not full, but I'm content. <laughs> So you're, you're you're good to go until this hour is done, and then you'll have to eat again. No, I'll probably good be good until tomorrow. Uh, how's your shiny quest? Your shiny hunting going? Have you gotten? Any um, it's still been a little slow, uh, mostly because I've been like packing and getting ready to move. But um, in the past couple days, I have gotten a shiny Scrafty and a shiny. Uh, Hopip. Mm-hmm. So I'm making progress. What's your uh, number up to? I'm not sure because I'm redoing that entire spreadsheet to what? make it fancier. It's it's, it's still like I'm, I think I'm pushing 60 or a little above 60, but I need to redo the entire thing because I just don't like the way it looks. Why is it, are you ever going to post this spreadsheet for other people to use that that want to be on board with Shane's when, tracking mechanism? Or when I get a point to a point where I think it looks decent, yes, because it looks very bare bones and that's boring. You could do one of those things where it's like a shared Google spreadsheet and everybody mm-hmm. has their own. And then you can actually see like the total shinies people have caught. I don't on, care like, about main... other people's shinies. <laughs> I care about you're mine. Selfish. You're selfish. All right. Uh, anyway, we have another guest with us this week uh, via Skype. Uh, Shane, why don't you introduce our guest this week? Really? Yeah. Throwing that on me? I thought you were going to do all this. <laughs> You know, it's not fair to make me do all the work around here. You don't Pokestop. do all the work. I'm the I bring the Pokemon information. Um, so joining us today is my good friend Danny. Ta-da. Hi guys. <laughs> hey Danny, how's hey. it going? What a great introduction. I was hoping you'd hype you was, up. A l- I feel loved here and like it's really warming to know that Shane I'm Shane's friend and that's that's all we got. Hey, I said Good friends. I was, okay, good friends. I, I right. was hoping he'd hype it up a little more because that's he knew about you. as hype as I can get. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that but, is Shane, yeah. but but for Shane, that was like a WWE style introduction. It really was. <laughs> so, how are you, Danny? Uh, I'm good. This is kind of cool. I'm kind of excited to be on here talking about Pokemon and seeing it, where we go from here. It's still a baby podcast too. It's still its third episode. You have oh, the ability. Wow, really? Yeah, you have the ability to shape the future here at the Pokestop oh, podcast. Man. Uh, the third Oh man, I'm so excited. Third episode? Man, I'm big time right now. <laughs> uh tell us a little bit about your Pokémon addiction. How far back does it go? <laughs> uh since the beginning. Uh I think I was in I mean, I'm a little young and I was playing like Oh man, it might have been 5th or 6th grade since the beginning and you know, I just kind of fell in love with everything. Like, I remember one of my first moments playing. I was watching one of my friends play Red on uh, the Super Game Boy. And it was on the big screen. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then he was trying to catch a Magikarp. And like Magikarp used Splash on his Charmeleon. I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, dude, that's water against fire. Uh, it Splash is not a move. It's not real. Right. It's, so, it's not something to be worried about. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't know. I was just like, "Oh, it, it didn't. It wasn't effective." Okay, that's good. I mean, you could have died there, but no. He looked at me like I was an idiot. So, and I've and I've loved the game ever since. And and now I've kind of picked back up on Red, and I'm trying to actually speed run it now and going through and learning the steps. Man, it's a lot of work to speed run a game. Were you Were you inspired by all that awesome games done quick stuff? Because I know recently oh. 
Yeah, they did the Summer Games done quick recently, and actually, I actually ended up catching. I think, Shane, you were here, too. We were watching some of the red or blue. Yeah, it was a run. I think it was a red run. It was a speed run, and I was was kind of impressed with, like, they knew exactly what Pokemon they needed. And I didn't realize, like, you can really beat those games without Pokemon. Because, obviously, if you're speedrunning it, you're not taking time to grind the levels out or anything. Yeah. So I was kind of impressed by that a lot because one of my downfalls i guess you could say with the mainline pokemon games and why i i never seem to get so far in them is because the gamer ocd and me that grew up with games like final <laughs> fantasy and stuff is like no i have to catch every single pokemon then i have to grind them up and i've got to min max yeah. their abilities just perfect and i i get so overwhelmed but you really really cannot approach pokemon with that attitude no, and, and it's kind of a crazy thing. Like, I've literally just started a few weeks back, and, and I've learned so much already, and it's kind of crazy. I've never taken this aspect of the game before. So it's kind of opening up my eyes. Like, I would never play a game this way. Like, I'm like you, Rob, and I'll, I'll grind out. I want that level. I want that evolution. I want that. And this is just, you catch a total of maybe four Pokemon throughout the entire thing, and you do two e- two evolutions and you're done like there's that is it you mean you get your nidoran male you evolve him you evolve him and then you are stacked and ready to go for the rest of the game so and i never would have thought especially you know having played go a lot recently which really focuses on gen one i would have never thought that nidoran male was such a powerful pokemon because you know they're everywhere. Oh, King's a beast, man. Nido <laughs> King is a stud i guess that's true by the time they gets to the final form it's uh pretty impressive so, so you mentioned like that you were playing red when you were younger and then you said you kind of got back into it. So you kind of like where I feel like a lot of people are at where it's like, yeah, I really love gen one. And then I just, I kind of fell out of the habit, but be it Pokemon go or be it the 20th anniversary or all the hype for sun moon. It's kind of like a lot of people are getting back into it. Is that you too? Where, where well, have you been during later generations? I've still played like I'm to this day, you know, working you know, was Shane back in the day. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver come out, and that was a huge game and huge hype for that. I remember Shane and I going up early and, you know, playing a little bit before, you know, the store actually opened. And funny thing is, is Shane actually worked that day, and I did not, but I still came up and I was still playing. I was still hashing out. And, you know, ever since I think that, ever since Heart Gold and Soul Silver, I've bought both games every single time. So I have wow. my black and white, my black two, white two. Uh, I, I just kind of, I, I love the series. I love everything about it. And they keep adding more and more to it. And they really start, you know, diving in deep to a lot of these. And, you know, they have a lot of stupid Pokemon out there, but they have some really good ones, and and I like the new ones coming out. So I'm pretty excited for Sun and Moon. So just to kind of expand on that really quick, uh, quick story. So um, back when X and Y were coming out, I was working for Nintendo, and uh, we didn't get our copies early. So Danny and I went to Walmart and oh, waited yeah, yeah. until they would release them to us, and then we stayed up the entire night playing, and then I had to go to work. <laughs> yeah that was awesome that we was just hanging fun. out just hanging out in our basement and, in my basement and... didn't you wasn't that the time you also got a shiny while you were playing or was that later yeah, on yeah 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 that was my first playthrough like yeah. uh of i think i was playing Y. first playthrough of my Y legitly found uh inke uh shiny so so jealous how's, how's that shiny hunting going whatever how many do you i have did now? it the real way so how many do you have now oh i'm doing it the real way <laughs> 
What's this between the real way and the Shane way? Because I thought what Shane was doing was legit, too. It is legit. Oh, it is legit. I just like to give him a hard time because it's so hard to find them, you know, like just playing that you really kind of have to do what Shane's doing in order to get shinies if you really want to shiny hunt. And Shane's all about that. And he's. He's kind of hooked me up with a few, which has been really awesome. Yeah, I know. He he unloads his extras or the ones that aren't the gender he wants or whatever. <laughs> right, true. yeah. Um, I got all girls. I'm like, ah, oh, this is just trash over here. Thank you. A, qu- a quick recap for any potential new listeners. Uh, Shane, what is your method? Quick recap. So a couple of things I do. Um, my primary method to getting shinies, I have the shiny charm already, but for one of them, it doesn't work on my, my hunting. So I do friend safari because you have a better chance there. It's like a one in like 800 some chance, but I also am now doing again, I, cause I have been doing this before horde hunting and horde hunting, you know, you get five Pokemon every time. I believe it is affected by the shiny charm, which drops it to like one in several thousand or something like that. So, um, yeah, those are my main methods. I will hatch um, Pokemon as well, but from hatching, I've only ever gotten two so far, and that's just such a waste of time sometimes, it feels like. But was so it- I got a quick question on that. So can you actually, like, initiate a horde attack, or yeah. is it just, are you just running around? No, no, you just have to use Sweet Scent in an okay. area that works. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Rob's like, what? I don't no, know no, what I know. I, I, <laughs> hey, hold on, because I've been playing uh, Sapphire. I actually know a lot of this, these uh, items and stuff now, not just from Pokemon Go or the old games. So I know what that is. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come for me unless I send for you, Shane. Whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, how about so? Okay, so a lot of people like myself have kind of been getting back into, even though I love the anime and first gen and all that. I actually probably. Love the anime in the very beginning even more than Shane, but we won't go in there. Um, I kind of am getting back into it because of Pokemon Go. Uh, Danny, have you been playing Pokemon Go? What's your experience been with it? Uh, yeah, I actually have been. And there was you know a couple days where I was out walking, and I walked like eleven, almost twelve miles in you know two days, just trying to walk around town and trying to catch some some Pokemon and. Finally got my wife convinced to actually play, but she's she's not a video gamer, so she kind of just enjoys the catching aspect of it. Yeah, but a lot of people who aren't necessarily gamers are getting into Pokemon Go. Which it's I, huge, yeah. Which, in a way, makes them gamers, is my argument. But, uh, you know, I, even just, like, at work the other day, and I never talk about my day job on any of these shows I do, but this is this is really important. Like, one of the, one of the manager types was walking through the office and whispered very quietly, but loud enough so that some of us could hear him. He started going, Charmander, Charmander out front, Charmander. <laughs> <laughs> and so like like seriously like all these people i never suspected were like super into this started discreetly taking out their phones and sure yeah. enough there was a charmander right within range and we were able to, which was strange because i don't work anywhere where there's a pokestop or anything so they're just by chance was a charmander in front of the building yeah and they're and they're really blowing this up i mean i mean i don't think Nintendo's trying to do this whole stuff of okay, Pokemon's going to be huge now. It's going to be, but you're getting a lot of casuals. Like, like they want to make this movie from the Pokemon Go. You know the the live no, action. No, no, it's some um, from Detective Pikachu. Yeah, and and you know which is cool, which is fun. Uh, but 
look at their audience right now with Pokemon Go. They're not getting the the hardcore fans. You know, they're they're getting the casuals that don't care about it. They just want to play that Pokemon Go, catch them there, and not do anything more with it. So I, it'll be interesting to see what happens in a little bit to see where this movie goes and how far they go with it. Yeah, it may not even get off the ground. Really. I don't know if it will. I hope also, it doesn't. I'm also one of those people that does think that Danny DeVito should be the voice of Detective Pikachu just because it would, <laughs> it would add reasons. a lot. Yeah, hey, there's reasons. a Pikachu that just popped up speaking of him. Oh, really? Yes. Well, I'm telling you, I live like in a Pikachu farm. It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> in a good way because yay Pikachu. But anyway, um, where do you kind of hope Pokemon goes next? What are you looking forward to in Sun and Moon before we... Uh, let Shane get into the Sun and Moon news. Danny, what do you hope from uh, Sun and Moon? Well, I, I, I do see a huge, huge competitive edge now with you know the new abilities and stuff. And I'm not the competitive person. Like I don't get into that side of it. I like the you know the the catching and the questing and the you know all that good stuff. And I've never gotten to the competitive side, but I've always watched it and just been in awe about it. And you know, with the new stuff now, it's holy cow, it's going to change the game. Like, this is really going to open up so many different options, so many different play styles, and it, it'll be exciting to see. I mean, right now, because of Pokemon Go, Pokemon is bigger than ever, and it will continue to grow, and I think the World Championships and all of those are going to constantly get bigger and bigger because of it. I mean, they're huge now, so they're only going to grow, and it's only going to be something that's going to continue on until Pokemon's, you know, not around any longer yeah you know you 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 kind of bring up a good point is that like nintendo has a very rare opportunity here because of pokemon go and the extreme popularity to bring people back to the handheld games not that like the handheld games were hurting that's not what i'm saying i mean obviously the handheld (laughs) games have always done extremely well and in turn is has led to pokemon go's success but i think you know there's a lot of eyes on pokemon that maybe drifted away from it for years or that haven't paid attention to the handheld games so nintendo you know even though pokemon go isn't necessarily their game per se they really have a rare opportunity to bring a lot of people who are like suddenly into pokemon back into the handheld series and i'm curious to see how they decide to do that mm-hmm. yeah yeah even though we've heard the games may have some functionality between them i think a lot of people are getting their hopes way 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 up because you know the pokemon that you catch in pokemon go are kind of measured completely differently than the ones in the mainline games so i'm not seeing where like you're gonna get to send your pokemon go pokemon into the pokemon bank or something that's that's not gonna be it um but it'll just It'll be very interesting to see what maybe they do if they unlock certain Pokemon or or who knows. Yep, agreed. And it's going to be interesting to see what they go. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be fun to see. And I still say you should quit your job and come to Pokemon World with me. (laughs) I think I'm going to put my, my little prediction out there for something I think they could do that would do very well is that if you buy Sun or Moon, you get the Pokemon starters for that one in Pokemon Go will start like they're either on your team or they start spawning in your Pokemon Go. So, and that would kind of show that Pokemon Go is capable of going beyond first generation as well. That's what I'd like to see. But, but, but isn't we'll the see. whole point of Go being gen one? Like, isn't that like, what no, they said they're going to, or 
they have talked about wanting to add more to it. So oh, cool, I, awesome. I'm waiting for that because I'm sick of Gen One. Yeah, I don't think it can uh. be Gen One forever. I think it was the right decision. As much as Shane may disagree there, I think it was the right decision to start with only Gen One because that's where a lot of the nostalgia is. Is for things you know that people grew up with on Red, Blue, Yellow, the anime, you know, and all that stuff. I think that was the right decision. But yeah, I mean. A lot of mobile games end up being flashes in the pan. They come and go. A lot of them don't have staying power. I think Pokemon Go can kind of flex more staying power with these subsequent generations of Pokemon, which I, I hope hope they do make use of. But we'll see. So. All right. Uh, let's get into some news for the week and what's going on in the Pokemon world. Uh, so, Shane, we'll start with you on the uh, main main handheld games. So this week we got a random announcement of six new Pokemon, technically four because two had been leaked through Koro Koro. Um, but we're going to kind of talk about each one of them uh, individually. So the first one is Bounce Suite. It is a uh, fruit Pokemon and it is a grass type. It's kind so of. So wait a minute, fruit type isn't a Pokemon. No, no, type. the category is fruit Pokemon, oh, grass I see. type. Oh, I see. Pay attention, um, and it's just kind of there. It's cute, I guess. It's a little, little cherry looking thing. It, it actually is based off of a tropical fruit. Can't remember its name because I've never heard of it until people are like, "Oh yeah, it's this fruit." I'm like, "Cool." Um, it looks like a vegetable I plucked from the ground in Super Mario Brothers Two. Oh, nice. Good reference. Kind of, I Thank guess. You. I don't know. <laughs> Looks like it's wearing a diaper. Um, <laughs> that's what does. I get from it. it. You does. get Mario 2, I get diaper. <laughs> um, the next one is one that did leak from Koro Koro, but we've got its English name now. It's Beware. Um, it is the strong arm Pokemon, and it is normal fighting. It has a new ability called Fluffy, which is interesting because it has the damage taken from attacks that make direct contact, but... It doubles the damage taken from fire type moves. So it basically he gets a fire weakness because of this. So And I, for somebody like me who usually starts with a fire, I would love to see this come against me. I, I this is <laughs> But just, it, it may have clutch. It may have clutch, which would mean your fire moves are just gonna do normal damage then. I know, that's why that I'm telling you, that's why these abilities are changing the game right now. Well, I'm going to rank on the very appropriate category of how adorable is it, and I think uh, Beware is super uh, adorable, so I want this Pokemon in my party, even if it's completely useless. I feel like it's either a non-evolution Pokemon, or it may have like a pre-evolution, because that really looks like a final stage to me. It just it looks like an adorable pink bear wearing bunny ears and like I don't know like I didn't see the like I didn't see it in motion when we were talking about last week with the, the Japanese you, name but you watched but the I watched I watched this and when I saw it in motion I liked it so much more oh yeah so, I think yeah. it's much better mm-hmm. looking yeah. in motion than just a still art yeah I think they all are like they 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 do a really good job so yeah that's true um, our next one is Comfey is how I assume you you pronounce it um, it's the Posy Picker Pokemon which is fun to say uh it's fairy type and it looks like a lay that that's comfy um it has a new ability though called triage which means it gives uh the pokemon's restorative moves the highest priority in battle so again mixing up the uh the competitive scene there a whole whole lot and it's the lay i think it's a very weird looking pokemon to me but okay cool it's like a cross between klefki and uh uh, Floet, 
Yeah. Right? That's mm-hmm. its name. I'm waiting for the gym trainer that wears this on their head. Oh, definitely. Oh, That's yeah, awkward. Wearing a Pokemon on your head? That's silly. <laughs> Carrying uh, a Pikachu on your shoulder? That's so weird. Oh, that that's weird, weird too, yeah. Actually. <laughs> um, next one is Mudsdale. It's the draft horse Pokemon. Uh, it's ground type. It also, to me, looks like it probably might have a pre-evolution, but I don't think it evolves itself. Um, it has a new ability called Stamina, and whenever it gets uh, hit by an attack, its defense goes up by one. Uh, interesting thing about this, though, also, is that its weight is about the same as uh, Groudon's weight. It's 2,228 pounds. Like, that's a pretty heavy horse. And it's eight feet tall. Yeah, and it's eight feet tall. Like, this is the one I'm excited about. Like, out of all the, like, real new ones, this is the one that I, that will definitely be in my party. I, You know, seeing it in motion, I thought maybe and it does have a new attack um i forget what it's called because it's not listed here but i've seen it on other sites um i wonder if it's gonna be kind of bulky because of the weight and they say how slow it is in the description um i don't know i think the design is cool i want to see what it looks like shiny because he's, he's, he's your tank i mean he's gonna be your damage taker maybe we'll see i mean there's still more pokemon to be announced i know i know and then we get our other Koro Koro leak from last time. We get Mimikyu, and it keeps its name from the Japanese one. It's the disguised Pokemon. And it mimics you. Anyway, uh, its type is Ghost Fairy, and it has the ability disguise, which basically lets Mimikyu get hit one time by an attack, and nothing happens to it. But it does break its disguise, and I swear you need to watch the video where that happens because it's adorable. Because when he gets hit, it's like his little costume's neck snaps and his head kind of falls off to the side. And it's just, it's, it's depressing, like Mimikyu is. I'm loving some of the fan art, by the way. Did you see on our um, Twitter at Podcast? I tweeted some art that I came across on Facebook that was Mimikyu, but like with a bunch of other Pokemon than just Pikachu. Like outfits for all these other Pokemon. Oh yeah, people are super cute. so many outfits. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um. Let's see. And then the last one. Oh, and I saw, saw real quick. Sorry. But I saw a crossover that was Mimikyu doing Diva from Overwatch, mm-hmm. complete with the orange uh, Dorito mouth and everything. It was adorable. Super adorable. Okay. That's all. I'm, I'm here for crossover art. Um, our final one is Wimpod. It's the Turntail Pokemon, and it is Bug Water and with the ability of Wimp Out, which is going to just frustrate the crap out of me because its ability Wimp Out means that once the Pokemon's HP drops below half in battle, it'll run away, or if you're like in a you know, like a trainer fight, it'll swap out with another Pokemon. How am I gonna false swipe this Pokemon if I find it shiny? Quick I, balls. That's yeah, all you got. Quick, quick balls, balls here. Uh, maybe I'll use a master ball on it. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste. That 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 angers me greatly. Could you try? Well, I mean, we don't know at what stage in the game this one shows up either. It's, Maybe if it's an early appearance in the game, you could just use a bunch of status elements on it and catch it that way. But you know, it's still easier if you get them down to like one HP. <laughs> it's, it's but early on in the game, you usually you can usually catch Pokemon at full health. But. But I'm not going to be hunting shinies until after I beat the game and after oh, I fill up the deck. Sorry, I wasn't thinking about the shiny perspective. Oh, that's thing. the only thing I'm. Ca- oh, you weren't. Yeah, that's the only thing I think about. How? Do- yeah, that makes that makes more sense. And for that, whatever he can deal with it. 
No, I'm not going to deal with that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I don't know if this has happened to Shane yet. Has this happened to you where a shiny showed up and you either accidentally killed it, which I don't see how you would have done that because of false swipe, or it, like... But if what, I didn't have false swipe. Have you screwed up and a shiny, like, died or ran no, away or something on no, you? No, but my first legit shiny that I found out in the wild was very, very early on in the game. It was in one of my, like, fresh playthroughs of black or white. I can't remember which game. But it was a shiny Patrat. And I literally had just regular balls and, like, two Pokemon at the time. I was like, what am I going to do? If I lose this, I'm never playing Pokemon again. Oh, that's a lie. But I caught it, so we'll <laughs> never know what happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just waiting for this Pokemon to show up as shiny and then run away on you. And then I get that phone call. Rob, I broke my 3DS. I broke all my 3DS. <laughs> Luckily, I have four others, but <laughs> I broke my blue one. I got to buy another one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to think about terrible things like that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, also with this update to Pokemon, uh, you know, the, the amount of Pokemon we're getting, um, they announced that the global link features are going to change a bit. You're going to be able to host your own online competitions. And um, that's really cool because it takes like the same format as the uh, VGC, it seems. You can, I think that's been said so far that you can do like single and double battles only. So no triple or rotation. I don't even know if rotation still exists. Yeah, it does. It's an X and Y. Um, and you can also like uh, set it to be just people that you invite. You can run your own tournaments. It sounds amazing. Um, if you're a competitive player, I am not. So I'll just watch still. Um, and then the last thing is hyper training. So hyper training is going to, it looks like let you increase the IVs of your Pokemon, uh, after you hit 100. And that kind of makes it seem like maybe any Pokemon could possibly be viable. I don't know. I don't know much about IV training. Um, I know that people will will breed to get the correct ones that they want. So uh, that's cool to me, I guess. Danny, yeah, anybody? and I have a I have a lot of level hundreds, so I'd like to, you know, see what I can do with them and see if I can build upon their already pretty decent stats. So now I wonder um, how limited it's going to be because it does say that to, in order to do hyper training you need to get bottle caps which are found in the alola region and give them to mr hyper and we know that magirna when that event goes live it will be holding a bottle cap so there has to be some sort of like limit on how many bottle caps you can get or do you think they'll just replenish themselves over time and you can go find more later well i i think they'll probably just keep that going uh, I mean, with everything else that they've done is, I mean, they changed TMs to be forever and always. They might as well change this to be forever and always as well. Uh, I mean, people are going to find a way to get more. They'll, you know, they'll have multiple copies and just transfer some over, or do whatever they need to do. It, it, they'll, they'll build on it. They'll, they'll make it great. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, I know that the Japanese site specifically stated that the bottle cap that comes with Magirna is the silver bottle cap. So, I mean, there's a lot of, like, maybe they have bottle caps for specific types of Pokemon, like silver is steel. Um, who knows? Could they be worth or, different amounts, maybe? That's what I was thinking. Possibly. that That's a... Like a silver is equivalent of five regular ones or something? Maybe. 
Um, I don't know. I guess we'll find out soon because we have new information coming out August 1st. They've already announced like they will not stop with this information. And I'm not complaining about that. Actually, I'm really excited. I want to see what they're going to talk about next. We do know in the next issue of Koro Koro, which is August 15th, they'll be talking about the second island of the Alola region. So maybe this news update will kind of bridge that with like 10 more Pokemon to show us and a couple other things. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yes. So that's that's it? That, yeah. All right. I mean, it's kind of like that's a lot of Sun and Moon news, but at the same time, there's a lot more to come. Yep. We need a lot more still. Yes. There, there, there was an interview um, that we were going to talk about, but I didn't feel like bringing it up. Um, <laughs> too late. Too now late, what yeah. is it? Uh, you can't say that. And not <laughs> no, bring it no, up. no, no. It was just an interview with uh, Famitsu where they were talking about um, just kind of their overall like process for this new game. And they were saying there's still so much that they haven't shown any, like shown us yet. So there's so much still to come about this game. And we're four months away. That could just be hype, though. I mean, it, it I believe be, it. But I believe it. With but all the changes so far, they I fit totally so believe much, it. They fit so much in these games and so much side stuff and everything. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah. So. Uh, before we get to what's going on with Pokemon Go, uh, Danny, I usually ask every guest. Well, I mean, we haven't had a lot of guests. but I Every plan- guest since the first time we had one, which was last week. <laughs> I plan okay. to ask every guest this question. What is your favorite Pokemon of all time? And you can only pick one. No freaking cop Which is outs. a very stupid thing to say because it's so hard to pick just one. Well, that's that's oh, why. I, 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 if they can evolve, I, um, and like, okay, we're pretending like I'm a Pokemon trainer. Here's my one Pokemon that travels with me forever. Sure. Riolu. Really? <laughs> really? I, I don't know. I like I like the Lucario. I like the steel fighting. Okay, I okay, like... but you just picked Riolu. You didn't pick Lucario. You picked. But Riolu. he evolves. No, but no, 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 no. You can only pick. <laughs> he's one trying Pokemon. to cheat. He's yeah. trying to cheat. You can't cheat this terrible okay, question. Fine, Lucario. <laughs> I thought we were getting evolved. No, 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 no. Just like I, if look, all right, I, all right, I, Lucario. Then hands down, Lucario. That's I, it. I'll I will give you props for being very creative with your answer and like thinking ahead. Like, how would I do this? I'll give you props wait, for that. Wait, Lucario or Mega Lucario? Because <laughs> you can't have both. <laughs> what? The, nope. I, nope. That doesn't even nope. make sense. I don't care. <laughs> Our bond will make him a mega because we will be best friends mm-hmm. and he can talk to me psychically. So that's a thing. Watch the movie. <laughs> I did not see that movie. Do you watch all the movies, Danny? Oh, no, I don't. I just see, I, you know, I've probably seen a couple, you know, thanks. Thanks, Hulu. Thanks, Netflix. You've really helped me out with this. Hey, Netflix, I think, has like all of them now. I know. It's crazy. Okay. I, I thought you were I, like saying thanks as in you don't have them all, but. There, no, sure I think like that's a. Li- I know it sounded sarcastic. It's super no, sounded sarcastic. Legit. There was a, there's a bunch on Hulu. I got a targeted ad or whatever on Twitter, you know, obviously because of all the Pokemon Go chat on my feed and all the Sun Moon stuff that Shane puts there too. Uh, I was seeing like there's an ad for Hulu that was like catch all the movies right now on Hulu. Was, yeah, I, was, like, and I think it's go to catch them all. Like I think that's what they went with. So wow. they're clever. Yeah, pretty clever. Hey, you know what? You got to give props to all these businesses that have like figured out this Pokemon Go thing really fast. 
Yeah, know. wasn't there like a pizza place that like had like they are a Pokemon stop, and somebody just bought a whole bunch of like those lure things mm-hmm. and just keeps placing those, and so now their business is like skyrocketing. Yeah, GameStop is like, like doing lures on all their stores that are lures also, or that are stops also. Which yeah, I don't know genius. why GameStops are stops, and because that means they're portals in Ingress, and they shouldn't even be portals. I don't know why that is, but mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so some of the stuff admittedly doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but yeah, a lot of business has been jumping on that. Well, let's talk about Pokemon Go and talking about business relationships. Um, the international launches are continuing for Pokemon Go, including the the big one we've all been waiting for, Japan finally launched a couple days ago and the interesting thing about japan's launch of pokemon go is that this also includes the uh speculated all that well i say speculated but you know people were data mining the files to figure this out the mcdonald's pokestops and gyms uh points of interest in the game um in japan the mcdonald's are pokestops that is not necessarily going to be true here at least if it is it isn't implemented in the game yet and we don't know of it but the McDonald's in Japan uh, are all live, um, and you can actually see some videos out there of what they look like if you don't live in Japan. But, you know, they just have the big McDonald's logo on the middle of it. And I'm sure people are using lures on those as well while they're getting, you know, their different burgers. Because they have a completely different menu at McDonald's in Japan, right? Yeah. Isn't Japan where they had, like, the squid burger that was – oh, that was Burger King. Was but Burger still, King. still, still, it's important. Um Hey, I got to admit, though, the game's been relatively like a lot of the stability issues. It's not perfect, but a lot of that, especially considering Japan just launched, it seems like it's holding up pretty darn well. Um, So the game seems to be like like it's equalizing out stability wise. I don't know if maybe part of that is that it feels to me like less people are playing it all at once, like maybe a lot of that. Let's all swarm downtown or old town all at once. Like a lot of that seems to be fading a bit. Not that the game is fading by any means, but I just feel like some of that is stabilizing out and it's not necessarily all hitting at once. I don't know. What's your experience been with the server, Shane? Um, uh, a couple of days ago, I was still having problems logging in. For the past like two days, it's been great, but I have less of a desire to play right now because of that three foot bug. Yeah, that Because it literally means that any Pokemon you see on nearby, it means nothing. I was uh, driving today, and uh, on my radar, nothing fancy at all. It hasn't wasn't showing anything. Out of nowhere, pops up a Snorlax, which I got. And um, it's like, okay, well, it wasn't on my radar. It just came out of nowhere. Half the fun of playing this game, especially with friends is like, you've got one person navigating while everybody else is just kind of watching their map, but you can't navigate anymore because it shows you whatever it wants at the moment. So what's the point? Just a crazy theory. I wonder if somehow the um, radar might've been placing a drain on the server and maybe it was purposefully broken in order to fix some of the stability issues. I'd rather have less stable servers. Honestly, I'd rather be able to only, well, I'd rather be able to only log in a, like a few times a day without too too much issue and have the ability to hunt the Pokemon I wanted versus I can just drive I can walk around or drive around and just randomly see Pokemon. It's not how that works. It's why you have a Pokédex in the games. You don't just blindly run through things. I think the even worse bug in the game is the one where you catch them in the ball and then the game freezes I up. haven't had that uh. since 
the since uh, the servers been have been really good to me. Well, hopefully, hopefully that uh, continues. No more stillborn that's, Pokemon. That's the worst. Are the Pokemon that are dead on dead on arrival, and you just you don't. Or well, they may have gone into your inventory, or maybe but not. you don't know. You don't know. But Pokemon don't die. It just it ran away when it wasn't looking. Tell that to all the Oshawats I made coats out of when I was trying to hatch <laughs> one that was shiny. <sighs> you made candy. You made candy. Anyhow, so, uh, yeah, Japan's finally there. Apparently, huge launch there. But it's a huge launch everywhere, setting records on the App Store. In fact, Apple even confirmed uh, it's setting records. Um, uh, are you sure Apple did? Because I thought Apple doesn't talk about that. I, I thought th- that I, was a different there, site that, w- that well, got the information. Yes, there was some like third party called Sensor Tower that actually scans for a lot of this data and they were saying that Angry Birds 2 had 2.2 million in its first week. Candy Crush Jelly Saga got 1.8 million downloads in its first week. They're measuring Pokemon Go at 7.2 million downloads. Perhaps when some of these websites are reporting that Apple is confirming, it could just be that it's number one on the store, it's mm-hmm. number one on the rank. So, you know, that that could be a little bit of a stretch. But, yeah, um, regardless, we know this game is making a ton of money for Apple and Google uh, through the, the Pokecoins and all that. So, um, yeah, this is... It's confirmed. This is the biggest launch of a cell phone game ever. And yeah, definitely. Who, so, so quick question. Yeah. Have you guys bought Pokecoins? Nope. Yes. Yes. I bought, I bought $20 worth of the very first day because my plan from the beta, knowing that you got more XP the first time you found Pokemon, my plan was to pop an XP egg run to the park near my house, pop a lure, pop incense, and just start catching all these new Pokemon at double XP. Unfortunately, the servers were such crap that didn't work out. And I kind of wasted the money, which made me irritate. Well, I didn't waste it because I still have a ton of the lures and eggs in my inventory. But here's the other thing. Keep in mind, I've played Ingress for a couple years, so... You know, I knew that Niantic was going to make a good game. I love Ingress. I've been playing that for a while. And you really don't have a lot of opportunities to spend money in Ingress. In fact, when they were still a Google company, they really, like, I think their only money was coming from these commercial deals. Like you're seeing the McDonald's in Japan. They used to have Jamba Juice as portals in Ingress. There's items like um, MUFG, which is a bank, which now owns Union Bank has an ongoing deal. So just in the past couple weeks in Ingress, union banks all became portals. I don't know if that means they're going to become Pokestops. I actually haven't looked into that. I didn't see if the union bank um, here nearby became a Pokestop. But anyway, um, so those types of things have always existed. And then finally, when they split off from Google and Alphabet before they announced Pokemon Go and when Google did their split, um, that's when they finally opened up a cash shop but they don't sell a lot. Like they sell what's called key lockers, which basically help you expand your inventory. I'm going to oversimplify things. They sell things called frackers, which are similar to lures. Again, oversimplifying here. Um, and they sell like cosmetic, what they call beacons, where you can put a display over a portal for four hours. And it's um, like either the symbol for one of the two factions, or usually they have things like they have a little beer mug that you can put to symbol to uh, put that there's a meetup going on at that place. And I'm kind of surprised they don't have something like that in Pokemon Go yet, where you could put like a little Pikachu picture or something that hovers above a portal. Um, I'm sure it's just a matter of time. 
But um, yeah, so anyway, I'm sorry that was a long story, but it also gives you an idea of some of the things you might see in Pokemon Go later. Um, but you don't have a lot of opportunity to spend money in Ingress. So I only spent like 10 bucks on Ingress to get all the key lockers, get a few frackers, and that's really all you need. Um, so when Pokemon Go came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to drop 20 bucks on it because I want to support it and you know see it continue to grow and all that stuff. And I, I think if you do play a lot of a free game, Kick them five or ten bucks, you know, because there's a lot of games out there that want to charge you 60 bucks that aren't even worth free. <laughs> so I think if you like a free game enough. So, Shane, you don't have to uh, feel bad if you end up spending money on the Pokemon. Oh, I wasn't going to feel bad if I spent money on it. But I just feel like at this point, I don't see a, a uh, reason to. Even though I'm only down to like 34 Great Balls and that's it because I haven't been able you to. You can't buy Great Balls. I know you can't. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying I don't have anything to catch Pokemon with soon. Um, yeah, I just – it's there's just not enough to do yet to warrant me spending money. I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? They're, they'll probably add more to the store in the coming months, so we'll see. So anyway, um, I don't know if you've seen some of the viral videos out there about Pokemon Go, but it seems like obviously a lot of them are taking over your feeds. One of the ones that I really liked uh, watching was it was um, they were using Pokemon Go at a nursing home, and it was so adorable because old people are so cute, and so it was. I'm rolling old, my eyes at that. Why? Old pe- you don't think <laughs> I've old people talked are to adorable? them a lot? Okay, but that's that's, that's different. That's not cute. These. Okay, so these folks that are in the nursing home, you know, they're trying to make the most of, you know, what what they've got. And, um, you know, it's important that they get up and they move around and they keep a lot of that brain functionality, right? So it's actually showing in this nursing home that they're using Pokemon Go to do that. And it actually shows, like, the grandparents, you know, talking about this and, you know, that they were introduced to it by their grandkids. And it it gets them to walk around the corner and all this. So I just – I thought it was super adorable. And you don't have to be such a hater, Shane. Yes, I do. You're going to be an old person someday. No, I won't. <laughs> that's that's well, ridiculous. Well, then that's kind of morbid if you think about it. It's, it reminds me of when the Wii was really big and they had like the Wii bowling tournaments in the nursing mm-hmm. homes. So, I don't know. It's kind of like that. Anyway, um, something with a little bit of more of a local angle. And I want to ask your guys' opinion on this. But I'm sure this is happening somewhere in most towns around the country. But here in the Sacramento area where our show is based, there is a very popular neighborhood. Um, it's called Anatolia is the name of the neighborhood. Which they just need to rename for what you're about to say next. Um, it's, it's, and it's kind of a remote part of town. Like it's one of those areas that is going to be a growing area in the near future. But for right now, it's a little bit more secluded. Apparently, it is the only place in Northern California, meaning including the Bay Area, that is a known Dratini farm. And I have to go. I have to go get some Dratinis. And obviously, Dratinis are the evolution path to a Dragonite. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't care. I just want Dratinis and Dragonairs. <laughs> but obviously, you know, you see a lot of gyms, at least around here, with Dragonites because they're very you know, powerful at holding down gyms. So this neighborhood has suddenly become a hotbed for Pokemon Go players. Um, and there was a story on the local news and everything. Some of the local residents hate it because the cars drive by really slow and, you know, people are distracted driving. And they've even gone so far, they have one of those, like, road signs that you usually see for construction. They actually have, like, one of those road signs that says, Pokemon Go, a no-no, no distracted driving, minimum fine, $138 or something like that. And um, 
So that just kind of, you know, it's brought up some interesting debate in that um, social group that Joshua was talking about last week when he was here in his group, because obviously, you know, you have people that live there that happen to be in this group and they kind of wish that Niantic would move the farm. And some are even going so far to say that Niantic could possibly be sued for distress or something. I don't know. Cause people, people sue people over everything, but I'm like, Niantic ain't going to move it because there's some algorithm working behind the scenes and we don't know how it works but for whatever reason, it has targeted that neighborhood. They can't just – like people are saying, oh, there's a nearby park that doesn't get a lot of traffic. They could just move all the Dratinis there. I'm like, okay, but if this is happening in every town around the world, Niantic doesn't have time to sit there and move all the Pokemon. So um, I guess the the neighborhood commit uh, has asked that all the Pokestops and the gyms be removed. And that's kind of annoying as an Ingress player, let me tell you, because over the past couple years – We've been lurking, lurking in these places, building the links and the fields and all that stuff. And now we stand to lose a lot of these like cemeteries and places that we've been playing Ingress because Pokemon Go people that are you know brand new to the AR gaming stuff, unfortunately, a lot of them don't know how to behave themselves. And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, been... I mean, you guys have seen that video at like what Central Park where everybody stopped oh. to catch that Vaporeon, and yeah. it was a madhouse. I did not see that video. I don't need to see it though. I don't oh, think. Oh wow, it, just it, sounds like, stupid. It, it was terrifying. Like you, you watch it and you just think this is what the zombie apocalypse will look like. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you guys are gonna play, you know, it, just be safe. Get out the car and walk, you know, or or whatever. Just just be safe if you're doing this and. Something I also kind of remind a lot of people is that Pokemon Go, and I'm going to talk about this again in a minute, Pokemon Go is a game that's meant to last a very long time. You don't need to collect them all within two weeks. Yes, I realize uh, with some borders on it, somebody's already done that. What is only, what, like six short, and it's six that nobody is seeing anywhere. So it's either event Pokemon or Pokemon that are specific to Japan or stuff like that. But my point is that you, you, you don't have to – it's like playing World of Warcraft or something. You don't have to beat the heroic 25-man raid the first day. I realize there's huge competitions for people to do it, but you know what? You can get just as much enjoyment out of the game letting it be a slow burn. In fact, when you rush – like that when you rush to beat something then it's like you're sitting there for months and months going oh well the game makers never it, it just dried up there's no content there's nothing to do well it's because you burn the whole thing the the first couple days all they need to do is add shinies <laughs> for it's real. over for shane he, he'll quit his job at mm-hmm. that point yep i'll go be a homeless person with a an iphone <laughs> walking around <laughs> talking to myself looking for shinies I will say I have really considered a, a profession change. I mean, I mean, look at a mailman. They're all around town. Like, that oh, is yeah, the that, job. Any sort of delivery. UPS. UPS yeah, FedEx, yeah, seriously. All right. Um, there was um, a recruitment poster on, like, a, a, like, an army recruitment place. I think it was a Navy. Navy, yeah. And it was, like, targeting people wanting to play Pokemon Go because you go all over the world. So that's smart. Nice try, Navy. That's smart, yeah. though. <laughs> All over the world to places that don't have cell signal. Aren't you on? <laughs> aren't you on a boat in the Navy? Do you think they have cell signal in the middle of the ocean? They I might. doubt it. I doubt it. Although you know, I don't. You know, I the mili- the armed forces are awesome, and I don't want to knock it, but it is it is a little bit of a stretch of a recruiting tactic. Let's let's make that clear. <laughs> but you can catch all the water Pokemon you could ever imagine. Anyway. Um, 
So we talked about the App Store record. I want to talk quickly. So kind of building on what I was saying about don't burn everything at once. Apparently, the cap in the game is 40. So the maximum level you can reach is 40. And people are already hitting in their 30s, right? I haven't seen that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I think on Reddit. Stop. I think on Reddit, some you got some screen caps of folks that are in their thirties because you get a lot of gear and a lot of the pay stuff, like lures and the extra incubators. You get a pretty generous helping of those when you hit thirty. But there's a lot of talk that apparently the game gets really hard. I haven't hit twenty myself. Yeah, I haven't either. I'm um, seventeen. Alan has. Alan has. Yeah, I'm sixteen. So you know, I'm getting there. But um, apparently. You know, and I'm noticing this as I climb and get it closer to 20, is that the Pokemon do get harder to catch. They get more aggressive and batting things away and running away and all this stuff. And the amount of XP that you get for catching Pokemon and stuff never really goes up. So, um, and then the amount of XP that you need goes way, way up. I guess they're saying that to level from 0 to 20 is 1%. Of the XP that you need to get to 40. And by that time, you're not getting bonuses anymore for new Pokemon or any of that. So it's a very slow grind to level 40. But And, and some people are online are complaining about that. But I'm kind of looking at it going, why are you trying to get to level 40 in days? Like, if you're you're already level 30, I, I mean... You know, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to knock somebody who wants to play this game because they love it and everything. That's awesome. But you might want to kind of step back and go, am I playing it too much? Am I going to burn out on this because I'm hitting the pedal to the metal too hard? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I, I think you have a long time to get to level 40. And again, not to keep bringing up Ingress, but it's relevant and it's Niantic's other <laughs> game. But in Ingress, it's a very similar thing. To get from level 0 to 8, which is when all the gear opens up to you as level 8, is 1.2 million experience, basically. To get to level 16 is 40 million experience. So it's not quite 1, and level 16 is the cap, so it's not quite 1%, but it's like, what, 2.5%? So, uh, yeah, so Ingress was also a slow burn. It's supposed to take you a long time to get to the end. I think this is really showing... Where their like microtransactions will come through, like f- for this game, because as you were saying earlier, the higher level you get, you know, you're going to be stuck at those higher levels for a while. Once you start getting there, um, the more the Pokemon start to escape from the balls easier, they are constantly attacking. Like I lose so many Pokeballs to like CP10 level Pokemon at this point. Like, oh, it's a dumb Pidgey. CP10, I'm going to throw this ball nine times. And, okay, finally I get it on the ninth time after I've used a berry on it. So mm-hmm. I think not only do they want this game to last a little bit longer by having those artificial, like, XP barriers, but this is also a way for them to make more money. Something to think about, too, though, is that, you know, uh, yes, the XP is going to slow down as you're getting to level 40, but... If they do release second and third gen Pokemon, which we would expect, then catching those new Pokemon is going to be 500 XP a But pop. wouldn't they probably just increase the level cap too at that point? They, they probably will. I, I don't see why they wouldn't. 40 seems like a very odd number to stop at. So, um, yeah, they probably will. But keep in mind, we are still within the first month, heck, the first few weeks of this game. And if you go back to the first few weeks of Ingress, 
it looks nothing like it looks like now. The game has changed a lot. So here's hoping that Pokemon Go follows a similar path. At least I, I kind of hope so because it's going to keep things interesting. And it's going to keep people playing. So um, I got one last thing for you in less serious news about Pokemon Go. Well, actually, I think this is very serious. Uh, but this is a clip uh, I'm going to play here. This is courtesy of CNN, which you can uh, check out at CNN.com. And this is um, an actual news briefing that was happening at the State Department. Uh, they were talking about ongoing efforts by an anti-ISIS coalition to fight ISIS, which obviously is big world news, right? Here's what happened in the middle of this briefing. Nude its commitment to launching innovative international campaigns and expanding regional and global networks and accelerating global This is John Kirby reading a statement the about the fight against ISIS. As the Secretary said earlier today, though, and I think it's an important reminder, you're playing the Pokemon thing right there, aren't you? It's an important reminder. We know this won't be easy. The reporter said, I'm just keeping an eye on it. And we're clear-eyed about the work we still have to do. So he's finishing the statement. This important ministerial, and we'll continue to work with our coalition partners to defeat Dash. Did you get one? No. no, The signal's not very good. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) And I know it's radio, but the way that he says, I'm sorry about that, is like he just throws daggers out of his eyes while he says that. It's very, it's something you've really got to see for yourself. But how bold to be playing Pokemon Go. That's, that's the guy who's putting Pokemon on the White House gym. Probably. that reporter. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what it's like now. I mean, even at my wife's work, they're, they're telling her – no Pokemon Go playing on the floor. There's none of that. So, I mean, everybody, everybody's playing it, and, and probably not the best times to be playing it. Well, there's really no of any cell phone game on the floor. It's just that Pokemon Go is the one that everybody's playing right now, right? right? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of the one that's having HR come around to remind everybody of the policy. <laughs> Yeah, getting called out there, but <laughs> anyway, I just I thought that was hilarious, so I wanted to share that. So, anyway, um, let's get to some tweets. You guys send us tweets on our Twitter at Pokestop Podcast, and we're going to read some of them here on air. So again, please follow us on Twitter at Pokestop Podcast, all one word. Um, Henshin Kitty tweeting us first, uh, talking about a last episode, saying Joshua was a hoot. Great second episode. So thank you very much for the kind feedback. I sent that tweet to Joshua, by the way, and he appreciated that. So um, we'll have him back on the show at some point. Um, JD had tweeted us. uh, Last week we were talking about that maybe things would go away in Sun and Moon, including Megas. Um, And JD tweeted us saying, I don't think Megas are going away next gen. I know it's a side game, but Pokemon Shuffle is built around that mechanic. So I don't know. Shane, I know you don't really play a lot of the Pokemon Shuffle, but... I used to for a little bit. Yeah, and I remember that the Megas were, were really important if you wanted to actually clear a board in, in so many moves. Yeah, I mean, we've talk, got... Talk about a game that goes way uphill trying to get you to pay money yeah. as you progress. Holy moly. Um, we'll see what the next news announcement has to say. I They probably won't go away, but it's just really weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird things about this kind of like news cycle they've given us so far for Pokemon um, Sun and Moon because no mention of gyms yet, no megas, which we would have heard something, I feel like, about one of the two by now. It's just, it's unsettling. Hmm. 
Well, there's still plenty of news to come, though, right? So we'll see. Yeah. Um, ActDef tweeted us uh, at Pokestop Podcast saying, if you need a guy to talk about Pokken on the show, I can help you out with that if you want to. And I know, um, well, I know that ActDef does like the tournament stuff because he's he talked about it on my other show, Orange Lounge Radio. Uh, he does some of that tournament stuff in Mexico where he lives. And uh, I saw some of the comments on our website as well, uh, PokestopPodcast.com, which is a part of uh, VogNetwork.com. Um, I saw some of the comments actually were kind of saying, like, you guys really didn't spend a lot of time on that Pokken news last week. I'm paraphrasing. What are we going to talk about? It was a reveal video. (laughs) It's not like we got in-depth information about Darkrai. Hey, look, I get it. For somebody who plays a lot of Pokken, they were hoping for a little more. So let's indulge for just a moment. In all honesty... I don't play enough Pokken, and I probably need to go back and play more of it. Do you have you played Pokken, Danny? Oh yeah, I, I loved Pokken. Like I, that was the game. Like I played that solid when it came out. Hold and, up, because and- you used past tense, and the game is still getting updates. So are you done with it now? Well, I've kind of fallen off, but I, it's always one of those things where it's always in the back of my mind. It's like I need to get back into that because I was, you know, I was leveling up my Lucario, and we were you were kicking some tail, and now I just need to get back into it. I went to a little anime festival here. I saw some people playing it, and it got me playing it a little bit more. And so I've been kind of getting back into it. It's just a slow process. There's so much Pokemon happening right now that's. Uh, Pokken is one of those that kind of fell by the wayside, and I wish it hadn't. I really, really like that game. I think there's going to be more of it, though. I think the game has been more successful than a lot of people thought it would be. I I really do. I I honestly think, and this is really going to be an unpopular thing to say, but I'm going to say it. um, I think part of what kind of holds Pokken back, in a way, is that it's on the Wii U. And I know it's in arcades as well, but, you know, not a lot of foot traffic in those, you know, compared to what the 80s and 90s had. Um, but I think because Pokken's on the Wii U, you know, the Wii U is that system where it gets a big game every now and then, but then people kind of go back to PlayStation 4 or Xbox right. One. Like, those are the big consoles that are on the TV. So I really hope, for this series' sake, that we have an entry on the NX. I think it would be completely fine if they just do like a Pokken Tournament Plus or something that they release on the NX, maybe with some of these characters and stuff, uh, and, and tr- kind of try again. Uh, I think that would be a really good thing for the series. So we'll uh, see. Hopefully, hopefully. They, they've done a lot of good stuff with it, and I like the combat system. They, they kind of revolutionized the close and far combat, and they're doing a lot of good stuff. It's just not very many people know about all the n- new stuff that they're putting in and all the cool stuff they're doing. Yeah. Uh, who's your fighter of choice in Pokken, out of curiosity? Really? Do I have to answer? It's he Lucario. Said Lucario. Of he was like, I trained oh, yeah, Lucario. Lucario uh, this, Lucario that. I, yeah. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I don't know either. That's I was just, just I was fixated on Braxian, who's my fave in that game. So just putting that out there. I don't think you're <laughs> saying the name right, but it is one of the shows you talk on. So <laughs> shut up. All right, Uh, let's get to another tweet from uh, Bobby Blackwolf, uh, also on the Voice of Geeks Network at vognetwork.com, who does a lot of the tech support uh, that built the infrastructure this uh, podcast is based on. So thanks, Bobby. But um, Bobby actually tweeted us saying, so this is apparently how far I got when this game came out, and I never played it again. And it's a tweet at Pokestop Podcast. And he's playing Pokemon Blue, but he's playing on his television and I was kind of like it, it. I did Super kind of Game a once. Boy. Yeah, he's using, and I can see there on the bottom. There's a, there's an actual Super Nintendo plugged in, and he's using his Super Game Boys. That's not even 
like a emulator or anything like that. So that's pretty awesome. And that's how you can get Pokemon on your TV. You just have to have a Super Nintendo, a Super Game Boy, and all that. Did you ever play uh, Pokemon Red or Blue on Super Game Boy? Me? Yeah. Any of you? Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah, Danny yeah. said that earlier when you were interviewing him, too. On Oh, <laughs> on the Super Game Boy? Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, um, yeah, but it was a lot yeah, of fun, a lot cool. of good stuff. And now they have the, you know, they have the the super, the advanced Game Boy 1 for the GameCube as well. So, like, you can play even the uh, Game Boy Advance games on the big screen, too. Mm. Very oh, true. and through uh, Pokemon Stadium during the uh, N64 days. That's where I played it a lot. Was it built into Pokemon Stadium? You had to have an adapter that went to the back of the controller and your um, game fit right in and you can transfer and trade and do all that and play on the big screen. I totally missed that, but I didn't get uh I did get a Pikachu Nintendo 64, but oh, when, nice. when they were down to like 20 bucks because they were on their way out. So <laughs> That's when I finally bought one. And I'll have you know, the very first game I ever bought for Nintendo 64 was Pokemon Puzzle League. Because that was right when the anime mm-hmm. was first out and I was into it. And I loved that game. It actually like, had like an animated introduction and everything. It was awesome. I love Mine that. was kind of that Pokemon Snap. Like oh. the big Nint. Oh, I love that game. Uh, me too. That's basically, you know, Pokemon Go is basically Pokemon Snap. That's kind of what I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> love it. It needs a pester ball. Anyway, we have a few more <laughs> tweets from ActDeft uh, at Pokestop Podcast, but these are, these are worth reading for sure. Um, saying, I saw the Poplio evolution, and while I like the design, I do agree with Shane and wouldn't like it to be official. Though something that would be awesome is to have a different design for each gender, like Nidoran, Ralts, and Lit- Litlio. I think that would be cool. That would be a lot of work on the developer's part, though. But the Ralts yeah. thing isn't entirely accurate because you can still have a Gardevoir male, mm-hmm. but you can only have a male Gallade. Mm-hmm. So, right. But I get what he's saying. Yeah. And, uh, and Shane, we talked about this, what, probably about a week ago, a few days ago. You know, They just never have done a starter as two different gen- or genders. So. Well, they haven't done it like that different but you know like there's slight differences with uh venusaur very slight differences with uh blaziken mm-hmm. um but nothing so drastic as to say like nidoran and nidorino or nidorina and nidorino yeah. and all that stuff but i'd be okay with that if i could get like an awesome super cool looking final evolution poplio and then that other poplio exists too that that feminine one cool that's fine whatever i just don't want my male poplio to look like that i say to heck with gender norms but whatever anyway um next tweet is from ninja bunny who tweets us saying uh tcg got me interested in probable bound analysis and video game got me to learn sql so i could make my own pokedex hashtag 12 year old thug life hey you know what (laughs) those types of skills though that that helps you out a lot later, as hopefully you're finding out. But um, uh, I think this is kind of a, a play on your spreadsheet that you're doing for your love of Pokemon. Yeah. Is that Ninja Bunny, you know, because of the trading card game, got more into analytics and, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, math and all that stuff. And video game got sequel to build, I guess, a, a whole database or something. Are you going to build a database for all your Pokemon chain at some no, point? No, I, I, don't, I don't need that. Ninja like Bunny a, did. But a spreadsheet is just perfectly fine. <laughs> it's about finding the right solution. Yes. All right. Uh, we have another tweet from Kidman Project who tweeted us saying, uh, talking of Wonder Trade, because I was talking about that on last week's show, what's your best or worst haul? 
I found God, and we got a tweet of a picture of a Magikarp named God in all caps. And it's shiny. And got diarrhea from Taco Bell, which is a, um, a muck. Also uh, shiny. Also shiny. So what, what's been your best and worst uh, trade from... I mean, wouldn't worst be like Zigzagoon Bidoof. by default? Badoof, yeah. Badoof, <laughs> you know? Um, I think my best at the time, because I don't really do Wonder Trades anymore, um, but I should start sending some of the like excess shinies that nobody needs out. Um, I think I got a Froki with his hidden ability, which is easy for me to get now from Friends Safari, but at the time, that was really cool to me. That was mm-hmm. my best. Um, yeah, you know, I know I used Wonder Trade last week, but then when you talked about like the hacked Pokemons and stuff that are out there, it kind of makes me not want to use it anymore. Because, yeah, I don't want my game to get corrupted with that garbage. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised that stuff is allowed to go out online. It's but... not supposed to, but people find ways. Of course they do. Mm-hmm, of course right. they do. All right, one more tweet. What about Danny? You didn't just ignore our guest. He didn't oh. say his. I'm, I'm so, so oh, now you want Danny to talk. All no, right. I, said, I didn't say Danny could never talk. Danny. No, I'm, what, in, I'm just fighting for him right what's now. What's your best and worst? Uh, again, probably several B-doofs after I'm trying to send out a you know, trying to get people some EVs and trying to get them good stuff. But my best was probably the other starter. Uh, just one of the old retro starters that I can't remember. I'm trying to think of who it was. I think it was Torchic. I was super excited once I saw him. I was like, oh, sweet, Torchic. And that was, you know, X and Y when there was none of that. So I was kind of like, okay, this has got to be hacked. But All right. And lastly, a tweet from Loki OLR, my buddy over at Orange Lounge Radio, who tweets us a link to a news article about Pokédates. Finally, a Pokémon Go dating app. <laughs> and honestly, here's the deal. When you have the number one grossing game on the iOS store and Google Play and all that, people are going to find a way to piggyback on the success. And I guess a dating app is one of those ways. Although... I mean, it it does kind of go a long way in showing that Pokemon is something that applies to, like, you know, boys and girls. And a lot of times there's a stereotype out there that gamers are primarily boys, although I think we've come a long way in shattering those stereotypes in the past few years. Um, But certainly Pokemon Go kind of proves that. You've got men and women that play um, a lot of this. So I guess, I don't know, maybe this dating app is trying to tap into the uh, rich audience of, of men and women. Um, but I think that no matter what it is you put out there on the marketplace, it's number one, people are going to try to piggyback on it. And it's not just this, but also like the, um, there's a Pokemon chat app because you know, Pokemon go is missing a chat room. So somebody built a separate app for chatting about Pokemon go. Well, you could chat about Pokemon go on Facebook, Google Hangouts. There's already a million apps for that, but somebody just slapped a Pokemon skin on it and says, this is a Pokemon chat. And I guess it's doing very well as well. So whenever there's a big game, there's always the inevitable knockoffs and things that want to ride the coattails of its success. So there it is. That's what I've got for Pokemon Go and tweets. We didn't get any emails this week. If you do want to email us for a future episode, Pokestoppodcast at gmail.com. But that is going to do it for another week here at the Pokestop Podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening and for the support. Really appreciate it. Uh, If you wouldn't mind, just take like five, 
10 seconds, please write a nice review about this show on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you found this show, uh, word of mouth and all that goes a very, very long way in helping our show to spread. So um, would really appreciate that. Um, Danny, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It was, it was fun. I hope you had a good time. I kind of like the show. Yeah, I like the show. I like the setup. You guys are kind of awesome. And it was just nice to kind of kick back and listen to you guys argue about the whole thing. So appreciate that. Fun. I was hoping to get more embarrassing stories about Shane, like maybe when you guys were playing Pokemon, like a There's time he got no, really excited. How is there an embarrassing he, he story always, about Pokemon? If anything blue happens, it's exciting and Shane gets all giddy Shane. It's true. <laughs> I mean that that's that's like well known and documented. It gets, otherwise, it's so low key and chill. Anybody who's listened to two minutes of an Orange Launch Radio episode already knew that, but that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing. All right. Well, um, Danny, do you have anything to plug? Do you do like Twitter, YouTube, anything to plug here? I've been really starting uh, to kind of create my own channel and kind of go and you know I talked about doing my speed runs and doing all that. I'm playing everything and anything. Uh, you can find me at zero axis twenty five. Uh, that's zero with an X, and um, we're I'm just doing some fun things, things that I like, things that you know might be fun for people to watch. But I'm definitely going to put my speed runs success question mark most likely failures <laughs> up there. So uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that, and I've really enjoyed it. So I'll be posting those and talking about how terrible I am, and that'll be fun. Awesome. Is that so? That's X E R O Axis twenty five. Is that a YouTube or Twitter or both? Uh, that is both. Okay. Is it Twitch? It, it is on Twitch See. as well. Yes. I, it, I rarely stream there, but yes, it is on there. Is it Snapchat? No Snapchat. I'm, I, Inst- I'll, I'll wait for that. Instagram, Instagram all that stuff. I'll, I'll I'll wait for that once people start liking my face. But I know <laughs> I know it's glorious face that they're going to be seeing all the time. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll we'll all look forward to it. All right. Um, Shane, anything you want to say before we sign off tonight? Um, no, not on this show. <laughs> oh, one of the other four podcasts then, maybe? I only have two. Thank you. It's you, about Power Rangers stuff anyway that I wanted, I, I'm i looking at right now and getting excited about. So, so everybody should check out Ranger Pride then. That's how you Except plug. I wasn't on this week because of moving stuff, and we'll see if I can actually get on next okay. week too. But, okay, wait, wait. So so if people just shouldn't listen then? Because no, I no, think, no. You should still listen, but I, I won't be talking ha- about my my like excited pictures I'm seeing right now about things that are showing up in Target's. Uh, also, Captain Spike is the better host on that show. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Where's something to break in here? Because I will find it. What? Oh, wait, you're going to talk bad about Spike? You're going to talk. Man. I'm not saying Spike is bad. Now you're trying to put words into my mouth. So not only am I going to break something in here, but I'm going to draw some stuff on your car with my keys. <laughs> By the way, that was an excellent segue into, you know, your Ranger Pride, like, plug there. Like, that was pretty good. Like, I'm impressed. He needed some help, but... Like, he just just... kind of transitioned right into that. But, yeah, like, you were there, Shane. You had it. something to knock over, like, from where I'm sitting. (laughs) All right, check out out Orange Lounge Radio. Hey, stop breaking stuff. He literally (laughs) knocks... He's like a cat. It's like gets up on the table and just I'm gonna knock this remote over. Uh, check out Orange Lounge Radio uh, Sunday nights at the Voice Geeks Network, VogNetwork.com. Also, uh, Guys on a Show uh, is also available at VogNetwork.com, and you can also check out Reading is Fundamental when uh, Drag Race comes back on air. Yes, that's a thing. Uh, that's gonna do it. Bye, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great night. 
Thanks for listening to the Pokestop Podcast. The Pokestop Podcast is an OLR Studios production. For more information on our network of other geek culture shows, visit vognetwork.com.